Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's really happening. We almost there. It's the first almost there podcast of the new year 2019 coming to you live at least for me from the Orsini Studios in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Welcome, 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 welcome. We are back. It happened. 2019 occurred. It has become a new year. Time to start over. Time to create yourself. A time to recreate yourself as you see fit. Let's get it going. Lots to talk about. Lots of events. I hope everybody had a wonderful new year. I spent my new year up in the Hollywood Hills in a beautiful place called Yamashiro. Yamashiro. I won't do that again. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's racist. But in any case, I tried to print out. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, it was kind of like a Japanese sort of palace type thing up in the hills where there was a view. They served sushi. It was amazing. The DJ was amazing. They had like a garden, a palatial garden. It was amazing. Um, a friend of mine recommended we do something for New Year's. And so we signed up for this thing and we got, uh, we got tickets to this uh, Yamashiro New Year's Eve party. It was wonderful. They had a they had open bar. They had a beautiful view. They had a great DJ. We danced the night away. Um, I bought a suit, my first suit. You guys, um, it was amazing. It was great. Um, I had a really good time. Um, the suit experience was funny. I went to uh, Target, which I guess is a boutique uh, chain boutique. Hmm. Yeah, Target. Um, I never thought. The problem was that I I wanted to do more like a Joseph A. Bank or like a Indochino type of suit, but you know, I'm just it's, when they asked me like, "Hey, what size is your neck?" I was like, "I'm out of here. <laughs> Give me the thickness of your neck in inches." No, I don't know that. I know large and extra large. <laughs> An extra, extra large. And, and and so it was, I wanted to go with the simplest possible setup uh, to have a suit without needing for measurements or adult type numbers. What's your chest plate to your neck? Boo. 17 and a half. Boo. I don't need that. I, uh, large and extra large. So I went to Target, uh, picked the suit up off the rack, just grabbed it, and it Totally worked. <laughs> I went and got a, uh, I got a shirt, I got a belt, I got pants, and I got a jacket. It cost me $150. And it's perfect because I only wear suits in, in dark areas usually. <laughs> and so any sort of uh, missing tailor elements or, or long cuffs or whatever that might be. Or breaking the seams that might be required uh, are not noticed for the most part when I do suits. Um, I don't know if I'll ever wear the suit. I don't do suits normally, but I did wear the suit for New Year's. It was uh, very appropriate. Everybody had a beautiful suit. There were so many beautiful women. It was just amazing. It was just an amazing, beautiful experience to be there and to have a New Year's. I, you know, normally I spend New Year's at home. I make a spinach artichoke dip. Ooh. 
you know, and I just hang out at home and do nothing. But it was nice to kind of have an outing and something that was, you know, fun and, and allowed me to, to sort of experience the L.A. vibe in, a, in the new year, you know, wanting to bring that to me. And you know, it's beautiful women, beautiful music, beautiful drinks, beautiful friends. It's a beautiful evening in general. It was quite nice. Um, tonight, I also got to wear the suit because I'd be rocking that suit. She's been hard for the bucks on something. You're like, I'm going to take every opportunity. Does anyone have a bar mitzvah I can go to? <laughs> but um, tonight was the last open mic at the Lexington. Very, very sad. You know, the Lexington is where I started almost a year ago doing comedy. And now it's over. The open mics at the Lexington are over. I need to find a new venue to try my trans jokes. <laughs> no, but it's one of those places where you can go and do sort of humor that's... You're just trying out, you're testing, and, and you're seeing sort of how it plays. And I think that that, that has, a, uh, has a merit. It's tough to find places like that because I think a lot of times you find places that are... You know, more scenes where you feel the need to perform as opposed to the need to try things and... You know, the Lexington really provided that, and it's a shame that it will no longer be an available situation to try um, to do the bits. And so, it's a shame. So, I got my suit. I wore my suit. I wore my tie. I performed. This is the first time I ever performed in a suit and tie. It was very fun. I didn't do great, but I was trying the new bits. It was a uh, it was a fun experience. I, it's, it's weird to, you know, you wear a suit. It... it it sort of changes changes who you are. It makes you calm. It makes you confident. It's an interesting element. I don't know if I could wear it all the time to not be a sort of a pretentious prick, but there's an element to it where I uh, I do feel it adds a little certain pizzazz, a little certain power to the bits. So I um, so I did wear it, and it was great. And I'm grateful that I got to you know do that last performance at the Lexington. A little sad, though. A little bittersweet. Um, I'm grateful though, and we keep pushing on, um, the new year though, the new year, new experiences, new experiences. I'm excited. I've been working very hard on new projects, lots of new stuff. I have two shows I've been working on, um, screenplays I've been working on, all the stuff I've been working on. And so continued, continued movement, uh, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, however that goes. It's, it was good. But uh, I think it's it's also important, I think, to go into the new year with a little bit of something, a little bit of juice. I think if you go into the new year and you don't really, you know, enjoy yourself or have a sort of a momentous sort of marking of that new year, it, it, it does diminish a bit of it. So I think part of the spectacle of the new year does add to the impetus to want to create a new year that is full of opportunity and and pizzazz and, and electricity, you know, you want you want it to match how you went into the new year. You know, the position you went into into the new year should carry on. And I think having something that's fun and boisterous and large and and suited is a <laughs> is a good thing. It's a good thing. It helps promote sort of a new a new vigor for the new year. Um nothing really much happened this week, you know. I uh been working on the stuff, working on the tools, 
trying to get the new scripts out there. We have definitely stuff we're coming out. Got a new show, a sports talk show that will be in pilot released by the end of the month. Uh, I have a pilot for a television show that I just wrote, and so I'm hoping to get that made. And then we're going to get into the acting. We're going to get into the continued comedy. Um, It's a big year, big excitement. I'm excited for it. Um, This week was interesting. It was odd because there was a lot of interesting comedy stories that came up this week. Um, Louis C.K. performed a bit. Um, It's weird because... You know, Doug Stanhope, who, you know, my style could not be more different from his, but I just think the guy is amazing. You know, he just is a genius. Um, And he has these bits, and they're edgy, but they're wonderful. But he posted how, you know, when it comes to, like, this Louis stuff, you know, we want to hear the album. We don't want to hear the rehearsal. So don't bootleg the rehearsal. Bootleg the album. Um... And it's a very valid point. I think it's a very valid point to to mark sort of why are we recording this stuff in a club? Like, isn't this like some sort of rights issue? Like, is this defying rights? I don't know. But I will tell you that, from my honest opinion, the Parkland jokes were not funny. Um, I don't know. You know, you're trying stuff, and I understand that, but... I think that people have sort of this stigma with him when it comes to the, you know, the masturbation in front of people. <laughs> it's a um, bit of an odd quirk, but I think that there is a, a part of that that sort of seeps into anything you do. You know, people are trying to, sorry, um, people are trying to sort of chastise him in this way for... You know, this humor is not funny and it's sort of alt right wing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. My head hurts when I think about stuff like that. But I will tell you this. Um, he had a couple very funny bits. But uh, a majority of it just didn't ring with me. Um, and, you know, I just think it's tough because I feel like people go to comedy now to relieve themselves from the angst of the world. So when you bring the angst of the world into the comedy, it diminishes the point of being there in the first place. Um, one man's opinion, who's been doing it for less than a year. Um, but I, I will say that I find like it's true. You know, I have jokes that I feel touch upon things that are, I think, funny points, but somehow you know, ring too close to like, dude, I got bills to pay, man. I got too much stuff to do. I don't have to be dealing with your like opinion on some sort of issue that is so hotbed that I have to feel like I have to skirt around it in my mind, not even going to a club and feeling like I could laugh in front of people. Like I totally understand that point of view. And I think that the the humor of the future sort of touches that. It, It presents a place where you can talk about that and laugh at that, but not be judged on that. I saw a recent thing with Brian Regan where he's talking about his new show on Netflix. And he talked about how Johnny Carson did a bit, you know, where he would invite people on stage from just, just random parts of the country. You know, he'd have these these people on there who who he could crush. You know, he had a woman on there who would show potato chips that looked like celebrities that she collected. And, you know, you bring someone on like that, you could just destroy them. And he would... 
he would foster that energy. He would give them what they needed and he would still make jokes, but he wouldn't make them feel bad so they can go home and feel good, feel like a queen, feel like a king because they were on Johnny Carson. And that feeling of being able to laugh at the ridiculousness of something like a potato chip celebrity uh, lookalike, but, but being able to, to not diminish who they are as a person, as a human being. And I think that that's a very important skill to have. It's a very delicate place to balance because you want to, to touch those things. You want to be able to touch and, and have, you know, opinions on elements of life that have divisiveness, you know, people have different opinions on things, but you want to be able to talk about that, but you don't want people to go home feeling stupid. Some people to go home feeling informed, feeling like, hey, we had a discussion as opposed to I got chastised about, you know, my feelings about things. And, and I think that's a very unique place that comedy can hit because when you do it right, it can touch that. It can't touch that place where you go like, man, that's a very good point. But I believe what I believe, but it doesn't take away from what I believe. It just brings up a good point that allows me to weigh it against what my beliefs are and make me laugh. A brilliant place. Um, and that's where I think the future of comedy is. Um, you know, some make fun of school shootings. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel like, uh, I don't know. Um, but I heard that. I heard the set. Um, it's important to hear. I did bootleg it off the YouTube programs, but what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, it was one of these things where I just felt like funny is funny and that's not funny. Some of the stuff was funny, but that wasn't. So, you know, uh, However that goes. Um, a couple of other things I did this week was I, uh, you know, I, I, I watched a couple of uh, of interesting videos on uh, on science. Did some science videos this week, trying to, you know, it's interesting. You get roped into conspiracy theories and how things happen to people and and certain like. Stuff that you had heard about in the past, but you never really even thought about. Like, for example, there was a great video I saw recently on how, like, Michael Jordan retired just as, like, all this gambling stuff was happening. I got into, like, a deep conspiracy thing. It was a very deep conspiracy. But um, another one about how maybe Sonny listened through the fight between Ali. I, I love that stuff. It, it, it's been It's been compelling and rich <laughs> and uh and so i got into a little bit of that conspiracy theory videos it's weird how like i think when you work hard and you have a day where you put in a lot of effort at the end of the day when it's time to just relax and let the mind be set free for myself i really dive into this like conspiracy stuff <laughs> tin foil hat stuff and it's 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 one of those things I, I i don't even know why that is but i do get into it like, why? Why did he do that? Why would they do that? Is that real? You know, and I love that stuff. And I think, you know, conspiracies are such a weird thing because, you know, so much of history is just people's interpretation of it. Like, what you believed happened. And so, like, when you hear these history memoirs of of kind of what happened, there was, there's sort of like the the encyclopedia version and then there's the people version of it. And so to hear, you know... The, the stuff about like you know Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston, and then to hear this sort of alt conspiracy theory, like it's wonderful because that lives alongside everyone else's beliefs. But like it's inside baseball, and it's like oh, a lot of people don't know, and it's like oh man, are people just not recognizing? Is this real? And then you think like, oh, do I want this to be real? 
but it's fun. It's fun to kind of get into that a little bit. So I did a little bit of that. Um, Going to do a little bit of Doug Stanhope this week. You know, Doug Stanhope is one of those comedians who, you know, he has a lot of points that I go like, man, you're just rambling on some cursed stuff. You're just drunk. But then there's a lot of stuff that's just so solid right on the money that I just feel, man, you know, it's good to see someone making a valid point in a comedy scenario. Because I think that that adds a certain element to comedy. You know, you can tell joking, oh, this is a funny sort of scenario. But I think at a certain point, you want to touch on things that allow people to think. And the funny comes from like, huh, I never thought of it that way. And, and Stan Hope is, 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 is tops on that. Totally tops on that. You know, he puts scenarios out forth, that, the, put forth scenarios that are, you know, uncomfortable and sort of... Straight up demeaning, but at the same time, he brings up very solid salient points, and it, it's a very, very odd mix. And so, if you haven't heard Doug Stanhope, I mean, if you're listening to me at this point, if you're this deep, you would have heard Doug Stanhope, but if you haven't, go listen to Doug Stanhope. Um, very funny man, but um, but yeah, we're just listening to comedy, listening to how people do things, and and imagine sort of what the next step is that that really inspires me and really moves me forward, and I think. You know, coming into the new year, I really want to try a lot of new things. I, I want to do more writing and I want to do more sort of creation and sort of shows go. But I also want the comedy to gear more towards like points that people haven't thought about. Like here's a point of view that you haven't thought about. And this should make you laugh as opposed to like irony or like the words, you know, uh, I think it's an interesting place to be. And it's an interesting place I'd like to touch upon. And I think Doug Stanhope does it. Uh, with a plume. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like the term. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun, and I would highly recommend it. And, and so that's been the week. It's been celebrating the new year, you know, writing, uh, experiencing new comedy, and trying to develop my comedy in alignment with what I believe is the future of comedy. And I, and I do believe it does have to do with not only making people laugh, but sort of questioning pre-assumptions. I think questioning pre-assumptions is a nice place to sort of, you know, it's comedy with a conversation. And I think that that has, a, that has merit and that has a point. Um, so I want to kind of explore that in the new year. And then remain healthy and remain happy and remain, remain productive and, and all that good stuff. That, that is the goal for the new year. Um, but yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to call it there. Because it's been a uh, it's been a great day, it's been a great week, it's been very productive, but it's also been bittersweet in that certain things that uh, that used to be are no longer, and certain things that you never did now are, and uh, and it's time to progress and move and and push and become new and blossom into that which you always wanted to be, but at the same time. A little sad. Those things that disappear. You know, the things we lost in a fire. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I just love that. <laughs> in any case, I'm rambling on. This was a wonderful, wonderful week. It's so good to have everybody here for the new year. I hope everybody enjoys their new year and uh, and pushes themselves to the absolute max. I'm going to be doing the same. Trying to make people laugh and be funny in this new exotic sort of way. 
not really. But uh, but yeah, just, just just try to connect in a new way with people. Not just tell jokes, but but challenge preassumptions. And so that's what we're gonna be doing. But um, thank you for listening. This is so much fun. I always love it. The new year, the new almost there podcast. You know we're almost there. Um, thank you for listening, and we will uh, see you next week. <laughs>